All right, everybody, welcome to the 329th edition of the Holy Backboard Podcast. I am Dustin here in Rip City, and I got my man. Sage, very excited to talk about this podcast. It's been such a long time since we recorded. I'm very excited. <laughs> We're two busy men trying to make this podcasting thing happen. So I'm very excited, though, man. This, this prospect's like got some amazing, amazing abilities. So let's talk about this jet. In our most recent Future Friday, uh, we are going to discuss Jet Howard. He is a 6'8 guard slash forward from the University of, of Michigan, freshman. Uh, he was a four-star recruit out of via on rivals.com that the eighth overall shooting guard, the 46th overall uh player in the nation in the class of 2022. Uh you heard the name Howard, you heard the school Michigan uh put two and two together. Yes, that is the son of former Trailblazer and current University of Michigan Wolverine head coach and member of the Fab Five, Jawan Howard. Uh, Jet is uh, 6'8", 215, and during the 2022-2023 season, uh, appeared in 29 games for the Wolverines, played in nearly 32 minutes, uh, averaged a little over 14 points on 41% from the field, 37 from three on uh, about seven attempts per game there, shot 80% from the line, uh, three rebounds, two assists, about a block, half a steal. Uh, in those contests uh, at the moment, um, the ringer has him as the number 17 overall prospect while tankathon has him number 15 on their big board. So a prospect as it currently stands would be about in limbo for the blazers who have a much higher at the moment uh, pick uh, sixth. If, if the standings were as they are today or 23 from the Knicks. So, he would either have to slip or they would have to fall in love or you could trade up or trade down. But either way, a very fun prospect. And I think tailor-made for the modern NBA where shooting is king and you need shooters to space the floor. Sage, what is the what is the reason you wanted to do Jet Howard as our third prospect? So we covered your favorite prospect, Jarris Walker from Houston. We covered the cannonball, uh, Cam Whitmore from Villanova as our second. And now we decided let's talk about this player from the university of Michigan, uh, sweet shooting jet Howard. What, why, why, what was it about jet that you just jumped off the page? Like, I want to talk about this guy. This guy gets me excited to do some researching and analysis of his game. Well, I think that obviously the shooting is very captivating, but Michigan is one of those teams where I trust like John Howard puts his guys in the best possible position. He runs Jet off of screens, off of pin downs. He gets him open for shots, and it's like it's a pleasure to watch Michigan basketball compared it's, to. It's some, an NBA style. I, th- I mean, Joan Howard runs a better scheme than uh, Chauncey Billups by far. So he he Facts. he get he gets Jet Howard into very very optimal positions, running him off screens. You get to see that two man game with Jarris and uh, Hunter Dickinson. Like, there's a lot of good things to watch when you watch a Michigan basketball, but. Jet Howard is a fantastic shooter. You get to shoot, see him shoot off the catch, off the bounce, off movement. There's just so much that he can do with his shooting. And I think that there is a definite secondary playmaker inside of Jet Howard where you can see the potential of like a, maybe an all-star player with the shooting. 
he he has a lot of gifts offensively. And in this draft, it seems like you either get someone who can shoot, defend, or is athletic. With Jet, you get the he is fast and he's big, so you get the athleticism and you get the shooting. Defense is questionable, but you get the most valuable asset in the in the NBA and shooting. And then there's that playmaking upside. If you can mine Jet Howard and you can see that like he he's doing like advanced dribble moves in a very nice offense, like you get to see what you have in a, a off ball shooter that on uh, some on ball stuff. So. Jed Howard is a uh, really nice player for this type of NBA where space and pace is king. So you were one of the biggest Desmond Bain champions in the, oh, class, of, the class of 2020. You were on the mark. Like you were the only person that I followed uh, on the draft that had Bain as a high level prospect. And sure enough, if you were to redraft, I think he goes top three or top five in that class. The reason I ask is because the ringer uh, in their, um, player analysis they say that he has shades of desmond bain in his game do you do you see that and if so yes if not why like how do they compare i think we're just subtracting defense from the desmond bain equation i right? think we have to yeah, yeah. it's, yeah, it's okay. not fair it's it, i mean des des plays his ass off defensively i, I jet tries i i think that des is also des also came into the league as a senior as a grown-ass man and I think I I think that Jet has like four or five inches on him, right? So, yeah. so you have all the shooting of Desmond Bain in a six eight body. I I mean I, I definitely see the catch and shoot game similar. They both can hit movement shots and they both can shoot off the dribble. So if we're just talking offense, yes. But I think that Jet Howard and and Des both have playmate like they both have had the ball in their hands quite a bit, like. Desmond Bain with jaw out is the second playmaker on that team. So, and I think Jet absolutely can do that as well. Like I've never seen Desmond Bain pull a sham God out in a, uh, in a college basketball game. Like I have seen Jet Howard. So there's definitely similarities except Jets significantly taller. So you keep mentioning um, the potential playmaking aspect of Jet Howard. I was, in preparation for this podcast, the, one of the the resources I like to go to is uh, no no ceilings. Um, yeah, they're great. And I, I believe he was talking about that he he also sees the playmaking potential, the upside. But are you afraid that a team is going to draft him and just see a quote unquote three and D, and that's all we're going to box you into, and they're not going to give him a chance to kind of break that uh, ceiling and get 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 maybe uncomfortable for a bit? But to work through those mistakes, kind of like Jalen Williams from Santa Clara is now getting to work through mistakes. And I think he's a more well-rounded player than I think either of us thought because because he's getting to play in the system at OKC. Whereas I think if Jalen Williams were to get drafted in Portland, he's stuck in the corner and that's all he's doing. So so do you think there? this is almost like Jet Howard is the type of player that needs to get drafted into the right coaching system, the right scheme to fully unlock his capabilities? I think a lot of people have that that issue where they're not going to be LeBron James if they get drafted by any team. So I, I think Jet Howard definitely needs some creativity in the offense to allow for the playmaking. The shooting is always going to be there, and it's a constant and it's a very, very great skill to have for, for such a tall shooter. But, yeah, I don't think that the Blazers are going to give playmaking reps to Jet Howard when Dame and Ant and Shaden and Nasir all need it. So 
maybe Blazers aren't the 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 premium place for him to go in terms of the absolute ceiling, but a new coach and everything changes. But right now with Chauncey Billups, I don't think Jet Howard gets that much uh, on-ball reps unless Jawan and Chauncey are friends and we just don't know about it. But yeah, I, I don't. I don't think they would sacrifice Dame's usage or Ant's usage to allow uh, Jet to have that 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 of playmaking. But he's going to shoot the shit out of the ball. <laughs> One thing I noticed when watching him on offense specifically is the obviously the frame six eight. We don't know the wingspan quite yet, but he just looks like the part. He looks like an NBA player playing against collegiate athletes. However, I notice he settles for a floater quite a bit instead of initiating contact. I know he's not like a explosive athlete, but is there? Do you think there is a chance that he can develop more of of a of a strength in finishing through contact, or do you think he's always going to be a quote unquote finesse player um, who's going to trust that floater over getting to the bucket? Because when you say Desmond Bain, Desmond Bain it looks for contact. Oh yeah, he's going to finish through that 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 traffic. So. Um, I guess, yeah, my question, do you think that is in the possibilities for Jet, or do you think it's more likely that he's going to kind of shy away from contact? Uh, during I, I think that it all depends on what the Blazers weight training staff can do to him, because I think that he's 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 not the most he doesn't have his man's body yet. So he's kind of skinny. So he avoids the contact Desmond Bain with grown ass man. So I think once he gets the weight training and gets his body to the optimal route, he might be able to look for contact. It, uh, getting his body to the right track also might help him defensively. Like he relies on him being taller and faster than most people, but if he can get his body right, maybe he can get to be a passive, like, you know, a fine defender. But I think it's about the weight training and what the Blazers staff or whoever staff it is has for him as a plan for to get his body right. Because you got to also think like Jets, Jets fast for six eight dude. He's fast, so you can't sacrifice the speed for the strength. Because I think what he does off ball, working with that 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 big man to get him space is really crucial. So you can't sacrifice the speed. So I think it's for a body like for someone who knows athletics more than me to like talk about what he can and cannot do with with the, his body and the floater and get, drawing contact. So since we're a Blazer podcast, a lot of this is predicated on if Jet Howard were, were a Blazer. And I think both of us are in the camp of how would this player grow next to, to Shaden Sharp? I think we both agree Shaden at 6'6 six, six is probably better suited to play the two than the three. And I would say at 6'8 and maybe not the most lateral uh, of foot speed, Jet Howard's more suited to play the three than the two. So in, in a world where you have Shaden and Jet on the wings, how how do you think that would work out in, in Rip City? Do you like that fit? Oh, I love that fit. I mean, you need to provide spacing. Right now, I think the Blazers, as a spacing team, is one of the worst, man. You got so many non-shooters in. And then you replace a non-shooter with, I don't know, a nine out of ten. Out of, yeah. He's, he, I, th- I, w- I would say he's a five-star shooter. Like he has so much capability with his shooting. So even if it, it he doesn't reach the playmaking at all, you're still dealing with a guy who can shoot the shit out of a wall and isn't a complete and utter Duncan Robinson failure as a defender. So I, I think the fit, even now, like you look at what Damian Lillard does the most and it's drive to the rim. Having Jet Howard 
having his man like right on his hip without him touching the ball is going to help Damian Lillard score and create passing lanes just because of the shot. Like Shaden Sharp, Nasir Little, uh, Jet Howard with this Nurk and Dame, that's a lot of spacing for him to do his thing. So I think Jet Howard helps Damian now just because of the shooting. And then in the future, when Shaden and Jet develop, you have a really good tandem of shooting and allowing Shaden to do what Shaden does best. And that's attack that room. What I like most about um, Jet is the shooting stroke is so pretty and it looks (laughs) like he has more room to grow and you can see him easily extending range to the NBA level. Like, I don't think this is just a collegiate shooter. I think you've got someone who can really stretch the floor. So if you do have a playmaker like Lillard, you're you're potentially looking at so much space to operate Mm -hmm. where defense really now is going to have multiple defenders in no man's land, whether they're too far off of of Shaden or Jet or they're they're too close to those shooters. And then Dame just has the ability to go by and create for for his big. So the opportunities are really endless. And it's it's why all of the great teams it currently in the, in the league, you have shooters, like you have this floor spacer. So you let your best players have the most room to operate. Like you don't want to go in. Like, could you imagine if the nuggets just had four non-shooters around Jokic? Yeah, it'd be awful. You could just double team and one, you wouldn't be afraid of, of him passing out of it, but two, you could just clog it up, muck it up and just make it, you know, a really unruly game. But players like jet Howard, now the defender has to decide, okay, do I do I want to double for to stop the two and give up the three or or vice versa? You really have to make them think on a possession by possession basis. And over the course of 80, 90, 100 possessions, that decision making is going to break down a few times and you're going to be able to take advantage. So we we've talked about the the options. Can I say of- that Nurk and Jet Howard will be a really perfect combination if Nurk's still on the team? Because he does a lot of work with Hunter Dickinson. And Hunter Dickinson's a good college player. But Yusuf Nurkic is like a turbocharged Hunter Dickinson with the decision-making and the screen setting and all of those stuff. Could you imagine Nurk setting an off-ball screen on Jet Howard, demolishing whatever wing players on him, and letting Jet Howard have the most open three-point shot imaginable? Like, there's a lot of things that Yusuf Nurkic can do for Jet Howard. And Jet Howard can do a lot of things for him with the playmaking. We've talked offensively. That's where the value lies in Jet yeah. Howard. But I think how well he performs in the league and how if he's able to, he can either become a specialist or a cornerstone for a franchise, right? And cornerstone, not in the sense of superstar player, but cornerstone in the sense of we cannot trade this player. He he is just too valuable to us in what he does. And that's on the defensive end of the floor. How does he fare on that area of the floor? Is he going to be targeted? Is he going to have more wins than losses on that end? Um, how is his on-ball, off-ball? What? Where does he have to work? Is, is, he, it dire? is it dire? I don't think it's dire, but I don't think it's good. Like I, I don't think he's a one-star defender. I think he might be a two-star defender. With I don't think his body's ready for the defense yet. And you know most rookies suck defense. Like Especially off-ball. Off-ball defense takes a lot of repetition. I think that Jet, I think that Jet, because of his height and how fast he is, 
he can put in an effort, but you know if they switch on if they switch like Trey Young on him, I don't think it's gonna go particularly well. But Trey Young's gonna make a lot of players do that. But if he physically if he fills out, gets into the right program, learns how to slide his feet, I mean, I'm gonna bet on the the, the pedigree. The, the pedigree of what Jet Howard is, Juwan Howard's not going to let his son be a complete non-factor defensively, but I don't think he's ever going to be great. And I think that, you know, there's going to, I think he's going to be fine. Like as like, he's smart. He's smart. Like, I think he's smart. I think he knows how to play defense. I just don't think right now his body's capable to play defense. I mean, I think there's always going to be that worry, but I, I I'm betting on what he is as a, athlete and like the pedigree and what how smart he is like you can't be this smart off on offense and be this dumb defensively there has to be like he has to know okay i can do this to a defender how do i stop it when i'm a defender so yeah obviously defense is going to be the worry but i'm 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 gonna bet on him as just good enough to pass how are you feeling about his defense? Well, I think lateral quickness is something either you're born with or, or, or you're not. A- elite lateral quickness, right? I don't think that's something that, c- that can be taught. Um, but there are two other areas in which I think defenders can really help their case in becoming not only league average defenders, but plus defenders. Because there are so few point of attack lockdown defenders in the league. And there's a reason why, because it's very difficult to do. The two aspects they can do is one, they can learn how to play off ball defense. And at six, eight, he covers up a lot of area and you can become cerebral. And he has the pedigree, obviously the son of a coach, son of a former NBA player. You could start to study and learn tendencies and become a pest off ball. You don't have to be the fastest, the quickest, the biggest, the strongest to be a good off ball defender. Damian Lillard, I, I would argue is a better off ball defender than, than on ball. Because he he's not blessed with that that quick lateral quickness uh, without the ball in his hands. Like he's more of a line drive guy, and we've seen Dame take some really clutch charges over the course of his career just because he knows where to be. So I think that there's one area where it, it'll take some time because obviously off ball defense is the hardest type of defense to play because you really have to have your head on a swivel. And we talked about uh, how defenders have to make decisions uh, when Jet was on offense. That's the type of stuff that Jet's going to have to do every time down the floor. And you're going to have to not only get it right one time, but probably 50 times over the course of a game. And every scenario is going to be a bit different. So that's going to take some time, maybe even into a second contract. So whatever team drafts him needs to realize that you're probably going to want to start him out as, as, a, as a bench player and give him, you know, you don't want to match him up against like Kevin Durant right, right off the bat, right? The second thing in what I, I would like to see improve because this is one statistic that I I feel like is tried and true in terms of translation, and it's rebounding the basketball. And the, at the collegiate level, if you're a great rebounder, you tend to be a great re- rebounder at the, at, the, at the NBA level. Jets only averaging 2.8 boards per game in over 30 minutes of action at 6'8 at the collegiate level, given his body, his size. Do you think he plays like he's 6'8? I know he is 6'8, but do you no, think that's, that's why I alluded to not yeah. finishing through contact, settling for the floater? Like, I think he plays that LaMarcus Aldridge style of, of soft game finesse finesse to put it nicely, but I I think it is a softer game. Um, Andrea Bargnani kind of played that soft style um, to go back a little bit further as well. So 
I think what unlocks Jet Howard is he needs to just become a little bit more physical, fill out that body, and just. Do you think his body is able to be fill outable? Like he's not like Brandon Miller where he's just so damn skinny. No, he's only two two fifteen right now. Six, you can at least expect another ten to fifteen pounds of muscle. And he's, he's not, I don't think you're really worried about him losing his foot speed because that's not a a bonus for him at, at this at this point in time. I just want to see more of a mindset in Jet, and it's a little bit of a bummer that Michigan didn't make the tournament because they are a fun team to watch. Um, so he'll have to really impress in those uh, team team based workouts um, because that's where I think he really finds his spot on the roster is is rebounding the basketball, and with the Blazers specifically being such a poor rebounding team, especially by position, um, that's something that I I am looking at almost numero uno can you rebound the ball we need to rebound the ball and get on the break right that that's how defense to offense like you can play the best defense for 24 seconds but if you can't clean the glass you gotta end it exactly so that's that 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 worries me and i think that limits his ceiling i think that is why he's more towards the late teens than than the early lottery because if if he had a wesley matthews mindset on the glass or a josh hart (laughs) mindset on the glass like I think teams would overlook the the lateral quickness and be like, we're going to get a potential 20 and, and eight guy. You know, you can get eight, give me eight boards at six, eight. I don't think that's too much to ask for seven. Best seven shooter boards. in the draft. Great shoot. that yes. Yeah. I mean, I think you can overlook the, the lack of point of attack defensive capabilities. If you know, he's cerebral and he can get, 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 get the ball in the glass. He has the ability to put the ball on the floor. You, you want to unlock some of that playmaking, you know, grab and go like he has, He's got to grab it first before he can go. So I, I there are some limitations. I do like him. I like him obviously a lot more at 23 than I do at six. Um, I think if Portland were to get him, they're probably going to have to move 23. I mean, we have five first second row picks. And something. Uh, I think a team's going to fall in love with him. I think he's going to go. Uh, I bet he ends up going late lottery, early, early mm-hmm. teens. So like 15. Like 15 or something 15. like to the jazz or something. Someone, you know, I, I just think someone's gonna be like, we need a shooter. We we can everything else we have covered. We have rebounding covered. We have defenders. We are lacking that other big time shooter for our superstar. The problem with Portland is we are lacking every fucking thing, right? <laughs> so you need everything, and it's hard to justify a specialist at six. It's easier to do so at twenty three. Where do you see kind of like his floor and his ceiling? Who who? What are some of the comps that you have uh, with him? I mean, his low comp has to be Duncan Robbins, and the the de- the, the the defense is as bad as we we fear. He doesn't have any playmaking. He's just a spot up shooter that's taller than Duncan Robinson. I have his floor a little bit lower because he reminds me a lot of one of my favorite prospects in the twenty twenty class, Aaron Neesmith. Ooh, that how- he he had he sh- his tape at Vanderbilt it was a small sample, but. I was wowed because of all of the different abilities and how he was shooting the basketball. It wasn't just catch and shoot. Wasn't off the bounce. I mean, Neesmith at Vandy was nice. It's the reason he went first round for whatever reason, that kid just has not been able to put it together. And I, I, I see a scenario where jet Howard doesn't put it together. So that that's why I have it as the floor. I feel like, jet. Uh, okay. I agree. I, I get what you're saying. I feel like jet can move better than the, 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 and my, oh. my middle of the road comparison is is Duncan Robinson with passable passable defense. 
Not getting played off the floor. The, 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 the middle for one is tough. Who's your middle? I might like Jet too much, and this might be the, the reason. I I, I kind of think of him as Michael Porter Jr. I thought of MPJ. That's that's that that would be more of a ceiling for for me. Oh, I have a I have a different ceiling, but I I mean MPJ is not going to break you down. He's going to shoot. It, the defense is bad, but he's going to shoot, and he's tall and can shoot in multiple ways. Chet Howard can do that. Okay. Um, I don't know if I see that playmaking uh, as as the middle, but again, you like him more, and that that's totally fair. Um, well, I don't think MPJ is that great of a playmaker. But I think he's got a nice handle. Not great, sure, but sure, sure. Yeah. he put the ball on the floor. He finishes a little <laughs> bit better. Um, and he's a primetime shooter. I mean, them, that's yeah. that's that's one thing. But that, about that, 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 that's he's, he's more, I would say MPJ is more of a scorer than just a shooter. Fair enough. Um, my ceiling, when I saw him, maybe it's the shooter. Oh, yeah, you said your middle was my bad. My middle was Duncan with passable yeah. defense. Um, nice. Maybe it's just the way he moves. Maybe it's the shot, the, the frame. Rashard Lewis. Oh. Is that who you had? Yes. Oh shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> this is, this is not uh pre-recorded. I did not want to tell you for this specific reason. Oh. Rashard Lewis, baby. Damn it. Playmaking handle. Again, still not a great defender, still probably not a great rebounder, but really can do it all. Probably can slide even to the four if he fills out, um, stretch the floor. Yeah, moves really well. That's that's that. that yeah, the that, new version of Richard Lewis. Yeah, Gen Z Richard Lewis. Way too loud. But yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. That's, that's, that was the first in our Future Fridays where we both have the same ceiling without <laughs> telling each other beforehand. Yeah, it it's. Th- I agree with you. I think it's the 2023 version of Rashard Lewis. Like, of course, Shamir Nelson ha- was the primary, but Rashard had the ball in his hands a lot because he had a lot of ball handlers around Dwight Howard. Yeah, JJ uh, Redick, Hito Turgaloo, Rashard. You could kind of be a, a comp for Jet as well, but I like Rashard more. I think he moves better than Turgaloo ever did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, shit. I, I really like Jets' potential, so I, I'm I'm all. I know, it's, I know it's early, but where would you feel comfortable taking him in in the draft? Is it bad that I think I like him more than Cam? No. <laughs> yeah, I like him more than Cam. Top ten. Hmm. Because you know Cam's going top ten right now. Yeah. Uh, I would ta- I would take him top ten. I haven't, I haven't researched a lot. Like, I deep dove on on Jet. I haven't deep dove yeah. a lot of the play, but I like him more than Grady Dick for sure and stuff like that. So I would take him ten to twelve. Okay, I think that's fair. I and I think that's probably where he may end up going, anyways. Yeah, like, I think he's going to rise up the draft boards. So shooting is going to make people fall in love with him. Shooting, they're going to see him in person. They're going to get him in the gym. They're going to see him in their practice gear, and they're going to. He's, gonna, a guy, he's a guy who's going to look good in the jersey. I mean, that's just some guys just look really good in the jersey and like, okay, we can envision this. I see the billboards, I see the promo materials. I uh, you start to put it all together, and uh, cool too. So you can just he'd be a great advertisement. Like, yeah, couldn't you see Alaska Airlines saying, "Go jet with <laughs> with Jet Howard and stuff"? 
Like, yeah, man. There's a Blazer connection there. I can definitely see that. Like, if if Portland were to fall in the lottery for whatever reason, like, and they couldn't move the pick or didn't want to move the pick or whatever, like, I think that is a that's a solid solid area to to add. Um, I mean, he'd probably be our third best shooter rookie year, right? Or maybe second best. Third. I, I, I still think Damon Ant early. Okay. I, I mean, shit. Jack can be right there. Like, we can be the... Shit. The... I can't pull out a, a, a Splash Bros type of thing right now, but... I mean... Having... They, 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 the Blazers could essentially be the late 80s Nuggets where you're putting up 140, but you're giving up 147. <laughs> I mean, hey, I'll take it. It's going to be more exciting than watching Dame struggle to carry this entire team, so I'll take it. Absolutely. Um, we will be back uh, with more future Fridays. I, I think just off the top of my head, uh, a few players that that we want to get into. Uh, I know Sage is really excited to talk about uh, Nick Smith and Anthony Black from from Arkansas. Uh, there's a couple of players in the mid to late lottery. Uh, the dynamics. Chris Murray, brother of Keegan from Iowa. Uh, Jalen Hood, Shafino, uh, combo guard, 6'6". From Indiana, they are still in the tournament. So if you get a chance, uh, catch them. And then there is a six-six guard from France, Rayan Rupert. Um, Blazer fans, if you want Mikhail Bridges, watch this kid's tape uh, because this is one of my favorite prospects in the entire class. To be perfectly honest, I love outside of uh, Scoot and Victor, I love the back end, the the middle, the back end of this draft. A lot of the prospects. Um, other people to keep an eye on Taylor Hendricks from UCF. Um, I want to give another look to uh, Maxwell Lewis from Pepperdine. Like we saw again, we, we saw Jalen Williams came out of absolutely nowhere. Another player from the Western athletic conference Pepperdine is in there as well as, as with Santa Clara. So like there are these sophomore and junior players at smaller colleges that they just need a little bit of shine. They need a bigger role. They need to not play in college because it's such a vastly different game. They need to have the floor spaced, um, play with guards like Shea Gildas Alexander and Damian Lillard. And all of a sudden, uh, the game opens up and you kind of unlocked a new type of player. So that's what's on board and on tap here at the Holy Backboard. Um, if you're listening to this after you're listening to Monday's episode, uh, we will probably be doing more future Fridays than just traditional trailblazer content, unless something drastically changes with the team. It might go bi-weekly. Um, basically, we're hoping for losses so we get more more chances at some of these elite level players uh, to boost the overall talent and an asset pool here in Rip City. We're, we're tired of being below average, um, so sometimes you have to bottom out before you can get to the top. And uh, let let's 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 go. Let's, let's get it. All right, man. Thank you so much for spending a full hour with me. Um, we're out of here. Peace.